Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kashpu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfill podcast. My name is Kashpu, and I'm your host on this podcast. We chat about all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development, and the whole crux of this show is for you to realize how freaking powerful you are when it comes to creating a life you actually want to be living. How to build a life that not only looks good from the outside, but one that feels so freaking fantastic, one that gets you jumping out of bed with so much excitement and leaves you filled with so much gratitude and awe. And as I record this episode, I'm currently in Bangkok visiting my family, which has just been so nice. I just got back from the gym. I trained with my sister and I'm not gonna lie I'm on such a high but I'm also in so much agony it is that time of the month ladies in the house you know what I'm saying and I've shared this in the podcast plenty of times about my woes with my menstrual cycle and I mean I have one for four and a half years and using the process of manifestation I was able to regain it back and so every time it comes I'm like filled with so many cramps, but at the same time, just filled with so much gratitude. I'm like, oh, I'm in so much pain, but I'm so grateful. I got a regular cycle. But anyways, as I'm recording it, that is what is going through my mind right now. But anyways, for today's episode, it actually came to me last night. I was meeting my best friend. She was in town for a couple of nights in Bangkok. So I was catching up with her for drinks. I was in the cab on the way there. I'm telling you, I get my podcast episode ideas in the most random of locations. And yeah, it was on the car, car there and it just came to me and I was like, I have to record an episode on this because it's been something that's been on my mind for a very long time. And I know based on past conversations with clients, it's very relatable and it might make you uncomfortable, which is why I'm going to give a disclaimer because we're going to be talking about God and religion and spirituality. But if it's something that resonates with you, amazing. And if it doesn't, that's totally fine too. Feel free to click off right now. And before I continue, I will just say that I'm sharing my truth. It might not agree with yours, and that's okay. We're all allowed to have our differing perspectives. But in sharing mine, I hope you can respect that. I would love to hear where you are at in your journey. And again, it's oh, I'm always open to a discussion. And here's the thing is that we live in this time where it's so easy to adopt an all-or-nothing mindset. And that all-or-nothing mindset will literally zap us of our life force and instead it's about realizing that we can have different parts of us that identify and relate to certain aspects of a certain entity and here's the thing is that if you aren't religious it's very easy to shut your connection to a power greater than you whether you call it god the universe nature angels whatever it is it's irrelevant it's just a name it's just semantics i personally go back and forth between God and the universe. But what I will say is that we are living in a time where we will crumble, literally crumble without a strong spiritual foundation. And people often ask me, how am I so positive and how am I so strong despite the hurdles and obstacles life has thrown my way? And I'll tell you why. It's because I choose to walk with an energy of faith. I choose to believe that I'm walking with God 
every single day. I allow myself to feel supported by this ever-present loving energy. And faith and fear cannot coexist. And it's unrealistic to say that you'll never reach a place of fearlessness because fear is our ego's way of protecting us as we continue to grow and evolve and expand. But what you can do is make your faith strong enough to handle the fears that come up rather than let them paralyze you. Because fear is literally more than just feedback that you're moving to a new dimension, that you are up-leveling, that you are growing. But it's how do I perceive that fear and how, what is the impact it has on me? And so when I notice that I'm fearing something, I'm starting to now reframe it to, oh, this is exciting, is that A, I'm clearly changing. I'm opening myself up to something new, so yay. But also it's that, okay, right now it's a choice. Fear and faith exist on the same pole, just on opposite ends. And so if this fear is coming up, it's just feedback that, hey, you got to go back and decide what energy am I going to be fueled by today? And it's not about saying that there's one right way to practice faith, but it's instead it's about developing a spiritual connection of your own understanding, whatever that means to you. And this is the part that holds so many back from manifesting is not being able to surrender and not being able to let go of control. But if you truly believe that you were supported and you were surrendered, letting go of control would not be an issue. If you truly had such a strong faith that no matter what, I'm going to be taken care of and all my needs will be met and I'm going to get exactly what I want, whatever it is for my highest good, in those periods of uncertainty, you wouldn't be as triggered. You wouldn't be met with so much anxiety. But instead, it's when you genuinely surrender, you're able to move through your day in a state of calm and trusting in the unfolding. And I've shared this before on the podcast, but when you can treat the universe or God like your cosmic parent and treat it like the way you would if you asked your parent for a favor with that same level of trust and certainty, things would move in your reality so quickly. But it's your own doubt, your own fears that block that manifestation from unfolding because you're not allowing yourself to hold that that energy and moment, build enough momentum around trust, which is why that sense of wavering is why you will sometimes see glimpses of your desire. And at other times, you might see that it goes back to what you've always known. But I know that if I ask my mom for a favor, I've told her once, I'm not thinking about it 24-7. I know she's going to do it. Yeah, maybe a week later, I'll be just checking. Like, hey, by the way, did you manage to do X, Y, Z? If she hasn't messaged me saying she's done it. But that level of trust is there. And so it's about constantly exercising that level of trust with the universe. And here's the thing, is that it wasn't an overnight process. The same way that you go to the gym to lift weights and, you know, grow your biceps or, you know, you do crunches and planks to make your abs stronger. That's the same with your faith muscle. It's something you develop over time. And for a very long time, I didn't actually have a spiritual connection. And growing up, my family is pretty religious. I mean, we're not praying all day long, but we do all the pujas. We're vegetarian on certain days, all that fun stuff. There's a lot of rituals involved. And so growing up, there was a lot of rituals that we were doing out of obligation. And there was also a lot of fear, not so much that, you know, our parents did it because they wanted to instill that sense of fear, but it's just, these are the stories and narratives that are passed on generation after generation. If you eat beef, you're a bad person. If you're not a vegetarian on Monday, you know, you should be vegetarian, all these things. And I remember dreading and resenting so many of these rituals, even just sitting in a puja and listening to someone repeat all these Indian prayers and all when you have no idea what it means. But it's again, you do it out of force. You do it out of obligation because it's an expectation. And when you don't understand what you're doing, 
it's very hard to relate to it. And so it's almost like you're just sitting in there because if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. And going back to what I mentioned earlier about the all or nothing mindset, it's that it's either I'm doing all these prayers, all these rituals, being vegetarian every day and being a good religious person who is believing in God, or I'm doing nothing at all. And when you don't click with the former, it's very easy to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to practice anything. But over time, I've been able to change my understanding of faith and view of how I perceive God and the universe. And these are the moments when I look back and actually have gratitude for my journey till date and the tough moments that I've had to face, whether it's losing a parent, facing certain health issues, and so much, and you know, healing unwanted relationships with certain relatives, whatever it is. But it's these are the moments, the catalyst that push you into your spiritual evolution and actually help you reestablish your connection to yourself and your connection to something bigger than you. And going back to what I said about changing my understanding of faith and view of God, it's that rather than look at God as an idol, you know, that you buy all these shrines and whatnot, I view God as an energy that lives in my heart, not in a temple. I can invoke that feeling in a temple, but I can also invoke that feeling of connection wherever I am. I'm sitting here and I can feel God right now. When I'm having a conversation with a really close friend and we're speaking our hearts without a filter, for me, that's the presence of God. When I'm in nature, when I'm on a beach, I feel God right there. When I'm in nature, that is God. I see God in kindness. I see it in any kind of life's beauty in nature. And whether you call that energy God, Jesus, Allah, universe, Buddha, Hanuman, it's all the same. It's all the same. And the thing is, when it comes to religion, and I think this is one of my big pet peeves with this idea of religion, is that it inevitably, it creates separation. And it's very ego driven to think that we have differences as individuals. But instead, when we can realize that we're all one and the same, we're all part of this divine creative energy. And how we resonate and how we identify it is what differs, but we're just one and the same. That's how we realign with the truth of who we are, that we are all the same. This is known as the law of divine oneness. And if you really read all these different religious scriptures, you will see that it's all about leading you to the same destination. The path might look slightly different. The understandings and interpretations, and bear in mind that these scriptures have been around for centuries. And so with each generation, it gets more and more misinterpreted. But if you really go to the core of it, it's all talking about the same exact thing, that God is love. And when you are in your loving state, you are connected to God. And number two, for you to realize the divinity that exists within you. And we are taught, well, I know I was at least, to pray as though God is someone or something outside of me. But instead, it's when you really, really understand this connection to God, you realize that it's all about invoking the God within you. You are the creator of your own reality. Your life is a reflection of you. And so when you can see your own divinity, that is when you are most connected to that power greater than you. And Rather than, you know, rely on rituals to establish whether or not that I'm connected to God and whether or not 
I'm going to, you know, I'm in a state of faith. It's how do I treat people? Because I can sit here and say, yeah, I believe in God. But if I'm treating another human like crap, well, what about the God that exists within them? That, that there's, there's no alignment with what I'm staying and doing. Similarly is that I can go and pray all day long, but if I get on the phone and bitch about somebody and judge other people, where's my spirituality there? Where's my faith then? And that's the thing is that the way I, for me, this again, I'm sharing my truth, but the way I treat people, the way you treat people does is so much more telling of who I am as a person, who you are as a person, than my desire to eat beef or whatever else is so-called not Hindu of me. And when it comes to even how I pray, I talk to God like I would talk to my best friend rather than repeat random words that I find in scriptures, which in truth have no meaning to me, not because of anything, but because it's, this is what upbringing is, right? Is I'd rather talk to God like in a way that feels good to me. And also it comes down to what is my intention behind what I'm doing? So often we are taught to pray from a sense of obligation, say these mantras, say these words, and you'll be fine and you'll get what you want. But again, it's, what is the feeling that's going into it? The feeling, feeling is everything. It's just, I'm just injecting, okay, you know what? Let me go say these five mantras and then tick it off and get on my day. There's no love. There's no excitement. There's no joy. And that state, it's just apathy. But instead, it's when I'm talking, the way I'm talking to a close friend from a state of excitement and ease and relaxation, I'm so much more in alignment. And another thing is that Yes, I think for me, I, I pray all the time. <laughs> I think prayer is so useful and it's so beneficial. And prayer is just a medium to help you deepen your connection to that greater power. But it's praying with a sense of ownership, not praying to beg and look for someone or something or that higher power to come save you, but to realize that you are going to save yourself and that higher power is going to lean in and support you. When you take one step forward, that higher divine power will propel you in ways you cannot even imagine. And, you know, when I look back at so many areas of my life, it's, there's no way a human alone could have created all this, like the human mind. But instead it's when I've taken action, and I take action all the time because I know how impactful it is when it comes to getting what you want. But it's when I just even make even a few moves in the direction I want to go, some miracle unfolds, some synchronicity, a door opens, a blessing out of around the corner pops up. And it's, you know, like I said, it's realizing that that divinity that you're seeking, it's not about externalizing your power, but instead realizing it exists within you and you have to now choose to activate it. Can I start to see in myself in the highest regard, in the highest light, and actually treat myself with the same level of respect and reverence that I would do when I walk into a temple and stand in front of God. And I remember reading this one meme or quote card, sorry, on Instagram that's always stuck with me. And it's something along the lines of, if you saw who laid beyond your physical body, you would bow at your own feet. And it just gives me goosebumps every time I read it. Because your ego, my ego, can only see a human being. But your soul, that higher part of you, it sees that divine presence. And ultimately it's about realizing that we're just all spiritual beings having a human experience and traveling through this time space reality. Sometimes we get caught up by what's in front of us, but if you really allow yourself to take a higher perspective and realize that you realize that everything that's technically bothering us and frustrating us, it all means absolutely nothing, but it's our choice. And this is how we grow and evolve as individuals and we can get past 
all these seemingly obstacles, when we can free ourselves and we can liberate ourselves and realize how powerful we are, no matter what your ego is telling you. And when it comes now to developing that trust muscle, remember that the your relationship with yourself is a starting point of every other relationship. And so when I'm not able to trust and let go of control, it means that I'm not able to, I, so I haven't developed enough self-trust in myself. And so when I'm able to not cultivate enough trust in myself, enough confidence in myself, trusting in that loving, divine, bigger energy around me to support me becomes so much easier. And one thing which has come up a lot in conversations with past clients is this shame about wanting more and this greed about admitting that you want to manifest something material or that you want manifest to manifest more money. And most so-called spiritual people, if you can see right now, you'll see that those air quotes just went up, <laughs> but they claim that, you know, wanting money makes you greedy. But anybody who says that wanting money makes you greedy, firstly, realize that in doing so, you are living in separation and judgment. And that alone is so out of alignment with God, at least the God that I subscribe to. I subscribe to a God, which is pure love and acceptance and expansion. But secondly, it's about realizing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Money is part of that human experience. And so it's almost expected that in order to thrive and to expand and to grow and to really make the most of this life experience that you've been gifted in, you need to have more money. So actually, it's not so much that wanting money makes you greedy, but wanting money actually makes you more in alignment with why you're here on this planet to grow and evolve. But here's the thing is that if you don't have money, how are you going to have all these amazing life experiences? The other day, my sister and I had like such a few, fun few days where we had like one day was like a spa day and it was like a th three hour spa where we went for like a herbal wrap, a massage, a scrub, all that. And it was just the most divine few hours. And I was like, man, I'm just so freaking grateful for money that allows me to do this. The next day we went for a cooking class, which again was about four hours where we started off at a market and then went to like a, to learn four different traditional Thai cooking dishes, such as like mango sticky rice, pad thai, green curry, tom yum. And also with like with eight other people. So, you know, having these amazing conversations with people from all over the world. We met this really nice Australian couple. And even after that, I was like, man, I'm just so lucky. I'm so, I'm so grateful that money allows us to have these awesome experiences whereby we're able to try new activities, taste new foods and expand our taste palettes, have these amazing conversations, learn from people. And that that's it. We're making you with money, we're able to make the most of our lives. And I'm sharing this now about my relationship to God and how much of a, of a priority it is to me. But at the same time, I'm the first one to admit that I love to party. I love a spicy margarita. I love money. I love to travel. And I just love to live life. I love materialistic things. I love designer bags. And I think that all makes me more spiritual than if I was living in the mountain stripped of all objects. Material, living a material life is part of the human experience. And you can still be spiritual and deeply, sorry, you can still be deeply spiritual and material. These two seemingly conflicting identities can coexist. But again, when you're judging yourself and denying yourself of uncertain parts of you, 
again, it's, you're not in alignment. You're not being true to you. You're not being authentic. And when you are out of alignment with yourself, when you are being inauthentic, you're also out of alignment with that power greater than you. And so if you want to develop that faith, if you want to develop that sense of trust and realign with a power greater than you so that you can really thrive in your manifestation practice and you can really allow that how and the when to be taken care of in a way that your logical mind cannot even imagine, it means firstly developing that sense of connection with yourself. And in that sense of connection with yourself, you'll be able to develop a deeper connection with the world around you, including that higher power, whether it's God, the universe, nature, and angels. And if there's one thing which I want you to take out of this episode is A, the importance of developing that connection, because trust me when I say that your life will be so much easier, your nervous system will be a lot happier, and you'll be able to navigate life's uncertainty and hurdles with so much more ease. But secondly is that there's no right or wrong, there are no rules. You get to decide what fate looks like to you. No matter what you've been conditioned to believe, no matter what people have told you, you at the end of the day decide how I view that higher power and how do I want to deepen my connection with that higher power. I can choose any path, but it's about being consistent and actually showing up. And trust me, when you show up for that for that faith, that energy of faith, you will see your life open up in ways that you cannot even imagine. And you know, really allowing yourself to get past that all or nothing mindset, that either or, but instead realizing that it can incorporate so many different conflicting elements. And this is something that we are going to be talking about over the six weeks of the Master Manifestation Accelerator, the next round. It's how do I really let go of control? How do I really develop that sense of trust in myself? And lastly is how do I move past my own blocks, my fears, my doubts and insecurities that are preventing me from getting what I want? Because it's not enough to just say, yeah, I'm just scared of judgment or I'm just always wanting to start something new, but I doubt my ability to move forward. But instead, it's about acknowledging, okay, I have these fears, I have these doubts, it's the human part of me, but now I have to do the necessary work to dissect, navigate, and move past them. And so if this is something you feel ready for in this stage of your journey, you can head to the show notes for the link with more details. We start officially on May 18th. I'm so excited and I just I'm already obsessed with the women who've signed up, we do have a few spots open. And if, like I said, if you feel you're ready for it, would love to hear from you. And if this episode resonated with you at all, I would honestly be so happy to hear from you. I hang out the most on Instagram. My handle is at kirshboo.kway. And the meanwhile, I'm sending you love and all the abundant vibes. Have an amazing day ahead. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week, but in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.